0: Hi, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Magic Jukebox Podcast. I am your host, David Banache, and this is just going to be a brief introduction. Uh, last night, I had the pleasure, nay, privilege, to be on Soapbox Switch, which is a show on Pagans Tonight Radio Network over a Blog Talk Radio with the wonderful host, Reverend Onyx. And um, he interviewed me uh, concerning the Magic Jukebox Podcast as well as Caldera Fest. So, um, sit back and enjoy the interview um i'm gonna have a new show coming in the next hopefully week or so with some brand new music i have a ton of brand new music to share music to share with you um the sound quality on this is a little different than what you're used to because it was done over the phone well here it is enjoy till next time blessed be
0: Radio. Hello, this is
2: Reverend Don Lewis coming to you from Witchschool.com. Are you looking for the best
3: in pagan and magical education? With more than 12,000 pages, Witchschool.com is like having your own personal library with individual learning assistants to help you study. And whichschool's Anyone, Anytime, Anywhere education system is available any place on earth, anywhere you are, and anytime you want it, as long as you have an internet connection. Witchville's lifetime memberships are a great value. They really do last a lifetime. They've been there
1: for years, and they'll be there for years to come. So get your membership today at
0: WhichSchool.com. You're listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans Unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight.
3: Welcome to the Soapbox Witch. I'm your host, Onyx. Thank you for joining me on this magical journey of thought seed farming. You had a choice, and you chose to spend time with me. And good evening, everyone. It is 10 o'clock Eastern Time here in North Carolina. This episode is airing on August of 2015. Happy Lamas or Lunasa, whichever you're out there celebrating. Uh, I am Onyx. I am your host here for the Soapbox Witch. I thank you for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. And we have a very, very special show uh, tonight. We've got a special guest who will be in shortly. His name is David Banash and he is the host of the podcast Magic Jukebox. He is also the CEO. This is the one that's putting on the Caldera Fest that's happening in 2016 down in Georgia on the Memorial Day weekend. And we're going to talk about that more uh, later on. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to throw you throw a song at you so that we can get everybody get him here on the line and tied in so that we are ready to go. Give me just one moment. And I appreciate you uh, working with me here. I'm looking for a good song for us to do. And I think what I'm going to do is play a, a little bit of a longer song because I want to make sure that we can get David online and everything. So please enjoy Dragon Ritual Drummers' Wake the Dragon.
0: Time with me, and
1: we're back. We... yeah, you're a little fuzzy, but I got to
3: Hope, hopefully it's just between you and I that I'm a little fuzzy, um. So i want to thank you for joining me david um uh, we you know you've got a lot of things going on you got a lot of uh, irons in the fire and uh yeah, I want to, to to let my audience know who you are and what you do and what you have been doing and continue to do for the community um uh, I'm sure you heard of you know I've already talked about you I've already mentioned uh your magic jukebox I've already mentioned your company right place right time, And I've already mentioned caldera fest coming up in twenty sixteen so why don't if you would? Why don't you tell our audience a little about you? Where how, how who you are and how you got to where you are now?
1: Well, um, let's see. I actually moved to South Carolina in um, about 1999. Um, it was right right around there. Um, I actually grew up on the West Coast, California, Nevada, and the Washington State, and for some inexplicable reason, I ended up in South Carolina. But, um, after I moved to South carolina it um I met some wonderful people that kind of put me onto to uh you know open help me open my eyes and put me onto uh the path that I'm on today but um it didn't take long, and I've always been the kind of person that that wants to serve you know his community um you know I was a boy scout and an eagle Scout and all that stuff and so um I kept looking for different ways to serve my community, so I served my community here in South Carolina, the pagan community, and um, by you know serving on committees and, and helping to organize um, different groups and things here in the local area. And then uh, one day, I just kind of um, was in the right place at the right time, which is where that name comes from, and uh, was talking to Kelliana online. And um, she said she was going to be in in the area. And um, so I organized a concert for her. And um, we got to discussing music after the concert. And I was a big fan of pagan music. And and I I was also a big fan of podcasting. So I kind of said, well, you know, uh, I'd like to do a podcast, but I have no idea what to do it on. We had been discussing music for nearly two hours. And she looked at me and she said, well, duh. You know, it's pretty obvious what you need to be doing. And um, so just a few months later, that was in October of 2010. By December 2010, I um, had the Magic Two up and running with my first couple of episodes. And so I've been doing it just about five years now. It'll be five years this December. And uh, well, that's really kind of how the whole
3: thing began right there. All right. And uh, just... um. Most of the listening audience knows, uh, although I live in North Carolina, I'm from South Carolina. Uh, we're, from what I understand you're, from what I remember, you're in the lower state down around the coastal area. Is that right? Down around Charleston area? Yeah, I live in Charleston. Yeah. And I'm from the other end of the state, uh, from the Anderson area, up around Clemson University, that area. Um, oh, okay. So, cool. you know. With with the community there in South Carolina, we may have chewed some of the same dirt. I'm not quite sure because uh, when, when I was in South Carolina, when I was in South Carolina, I traveled down to the lower state for a few festivals. I was stationed in Fort Stewart for a while, and there were a couple of small things going on down around the coast in that in that time frame. Now it might have been before I got to South Carolina because that was back in. Uh, when oh yeah, on. Before, I before I got here. And I was up. In when I came when I got out of the army I uh, went well, and I came back home into upstate South Carolina, uh that would have been mid nineties soon, about two thousand. I was involved in the community over there and things changed uh, all over the place, and I went in North Carolina. But some of the people that you some of the people you rub elbows with down in South Carolina, uh, we have probably chewed some of the same dirt. Or danced some yeah, of the same probably, dirt, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> Dance around some of the same fires in some of the same places. So it's really great. It's really great what you're doing. I, I you know, I, I think uh, podcasting is a wonderful thing. Um, it allows us to, especially the format. Uh, and I'll, let, you know, I want you to talk a little bit about Magic Jukebox and the format there as well. Here in a moment. Uh, but the the different formats out there, podcasting allows people. It allows our community to connect in a way. That obviously wouldn't be available if we didn't have the technology we have now, uh, but because most podcasters professional broadcasters uh, it allows us to do a lot more it gives us a lot more laterability because we 're down at the grassroots now down the bottom so <coughs> pardon me so if you would if you could talk a little bit about uh, magic jukebox.
0: Well, sure. Uh,
1: Like I said, I got it started in uh, about 2010, and and the format changed quite a bit. My first handful of episodes were actually relatively short. I'd have to say they were in the half-hour range or so. And then it got to the point where I really didn't have a format. I was just kind of winging it and uh, just trying to get comfortable with podcasting. And uh, before long, my episodes were reaching the two- to three-hour mark. And uh, I realized uh, after after a few episodes of that that I, I really needed to kind of rein it in and, and come up with a, a little bit more definitive format. So right now I tend to stick in the 10 to 12 song range. Um, there are exceptions to the rule. Uh, the last episode I put out only had four songs in it, but uh, with one of the songs clocking in at nearly 30 minutes, it... Uh, it was all about progressive rock music and, and uh, you know, pagan progressive rock. And so, you know, there were some really long pieces of music in there, and that was a good thing because uh, it's a great episode. But, um, you know, typically I tend to stick to that 10 to 12 song range, and it's, it's one that I've grown to be comfortable with. Um, the previous formats I've played around with were, they were okay, but they weren't, I wasn't very comfortable with them. I'm um, uh, I need my shows to be symmetrical. You're not going to hear me do an 11 song show just because it would be really awkward for me as far as the pacing. And uh, so I, that's what's important in podcasting. If you're thinking about podcasting, is finding a format for you that is um, comfortable for you. And it may take a little while, but eventually you'll get there. Some shows tend to have a lot of small, short segments, and they have their uh, you know they have their uh, that's the format that is right for them. But, um, you know, I, I had to kind of pick the, the format for me. Um, and, of course, the main reason that I started doing the podcast was based primarily out of my, you know, the fact that, first and foremost, I'm a fan of this type of music and, and what it represents. and But it's the independent spirit of the music. Um, you're not going to find very many pagan artists that are, on a major label with the exception of probably Sully Erna. Um, you're not gonna find them, and then it's not on a major label. And it's that independent spirit, it's that the the drive and the desire to go out and um you know, for one of these artists to drive five hundred miles with five thousand dollars worth of gear in their car for a fifty dollar gig, you know, that's amazing to me that they do that and they do it because of their love of music. And because I love the music just as much as they do, if not, I don't know, I don't know if I love it more or not, but um, I do what I can to help them. So by promoting their music on my show, getting, even if I get one person to become a listener to somebody's music, I've done my job. I've done what
3: I've gone out there to do. Oh, yeah. And you know, I applaud you for what you're doing because. Uh, I agree. Uh these musicians, these artists, uh, I mean they put their heart and soul into what they do. Um uh, and, and you know they provide they provide a service to our to our community. You know, uh the soul the, the soul speaks through music. And you know, the music allows us in my opinion music allows us to express emotions and, and thoughts and and, and I mean a whole gamut of things that just talking and language can't do. It it helps us to put it helps us to put feelings out that we can't express in just talk, in just spoken language. And I mean that's that's a huge thing. Uh now, understand, I understand I believe that music is not the only medium that does that. Uh, you know, we've got we've got the visual arts, dance arts, and things like that as well. But musicians, right. like you mentioned, you know, like you, these musicians are on the road, you know, spending more than they're making, and uh, a lot of and a lot of times spending more than they're making, not even covering their own costs, just so they can do what they love to do, and and it provides such a huge service to our community. So you know, I agree. Let's, let's get them promoted. Let's get them out there. Um, just maybe they can pay the bills with what they love to do, and that gives them more time uh, to do what they love to do. And, you know, we reap benefits as well, if you want to look at it from an ego point of view. Uh, we get more music. So exactly. either way, it's a service for yeah. the community. So, yeah, it's a great thing. So if, if you would, could you could you tell people how to find music ju- ju- magic jukebox if they don't already know?
1: Well, the easiest way to find the Magic Cheekbox is just go to um, it The webpage is a little behind. I haven't updated it in a while, but there you'll find um, how to subscribe to the show. You can also find it on iTunes. Just search for it on iTunes. It's also available on several of the different podcast directories that are out there. But iTunes and going directly to magiccheekbox.com are the easiest ways to find it. Um, I'm always looking for ideas and suggestions, and um, but uh, honestly, one of the hardest parts about doing the show is is repetition. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm, that's not really the right word I'm looking for, but um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get this music out there, and I'm trying to get. Um, you know, get this music out there on a regular basis where people are able to listen to it and enjoy it. But the biggest problem I'm finding, and it's, it's actually a really good thing, is that there's so much music out there. I'm discovering artists every day, and these artists are very prolific. They're cranking out albums, you know, sometimes one or two a year, and there's just so much new music that most of my episodes end up being about the new music, and I rarely ever get a chance to go back and listen to you know an album that was made ten years ago.
3: Right. Absolutely. And what I'd like to do now, David, if you if if you wish or if you like, I'd like for us to drop back out of the scene for a moment, and, and I'm going to play a commercial. Uh, that was produced uh, by David for the Caldera Fest coming up. Then we're going to come back and we'll talk about um, where the idea for the Caldera Fest came from, uh, where it's going, what what to expect when you get there. Uh, you know, we're, this, this is a big project. So um, if you will, um, I'm going to play the Caldera Fest promo, and then I'm going to play a short song and a, rejoin after that and we'll, and we'll be back. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in and here is the promo for the Caldera Fest. Please enjoy.
1: Join S.J. Tucker oh. Dave the Bard, Digis Craig Super Drum, Wendy Rule and Tawatha Dea for Caldera Fest Day and Music Festival. May 26th through the 30th, 2016 in beautiful Lafayette, Georgia. Three full days of live music, workshops, vendors, and more. Also performing are Celia, Dragon Ritual Drummers, Sharon Knight, Spiral Rhythm, Witches Mark, Becca Kelso, Spell Singer, Elaine Silver, Mama Gina, Murphy's Midnight Rounders, Robin Renee, Treble Hawk, Burning Sage, Brian Hankey, Ginger Ackley, Arthur Hines, Black Sun Prophets, and more. For tickets and more information, visit www.paganmusicfestival.com.
2: across the woodland as the piper dances and plays his tune, and the hunter horned one, spirit of man, to the moon. All of my life I have. Many offerings to the gods and all the wonder that they hold, but how many people really can hear the pipes of Pan as they sound across our sacred land of old? Can you hear the pipes of? The warm summer breeze. If you can, can you feel him deep within you as he penetrates the land? May blossom to the bee, the nectar of love is on her skin. Returns as passions rise and Beltane's dance begins Once again All of my life I have seen Many offerings To the gods and all the wonder that they hold But how many people really can the pipes of pan, as they sound across our sacred land, oh, all of my life I have seen many offerings to the gods and all the wonder that they hold, but how many people really can hear the pipes of pan? As they sound across our sacred land of
3: old. Welcome back to the Soapbox Switch. Whether you're live or in the archive, you had a choice. Thank you for choosing to spend time with me. And welcome back. I am lost. This is the soapbox, which uh is Saturday night in Carolina with me. Uh David. Uh, that festival too the song or uh force behind it. Talk about it. But I wanted to give you a little bit, uh give all my listeners a little bit of tell about me that not a lot of people are aware of. My first introduction with Internet radio was back around two thousand and seven, if I'm not mis- if I if, if I'm remembering right, two thousand seven, two thousand eight station that was with an internet uh station that was based out of England, uh called White Trinity Which. I managed that station for a while and it was during the time it was during that time. After that time, uh, that I started working here, that I was introduced to Dave the Bard's music, and I have been a huge fan ever since. So I'm going to bring David Banache back on. And uh, David, I believe you're back live with me. Are you, sir?
1: I sure am. And great choice on that song, by the way. I do love that song, it, it's one of my favorites. It uh, reminds me of. The um, move the film, I don't know if you oh. saw it, the uh, film Spirit of Albion, Spirit that of Albion. Uh, Gary Andrews did, and um, that song was featured in that movie. If you haven't seen that, I do highly recommend you check out Spirit of Albion, the movie. You'll be pleasantly surprised.
3: Um,
1: it's one of my favorites, quite frankly. So, yeah,
0: good stuff. one of my
3: favorites, And, and I'm not able to see uh, the chat room right now, uh, but Shanok is in there. By the way, Shanok is my uh, my significant other. And uh, she also works as an admin assistant over with International Media. Uh, and if you can see the armchair archaeologist who is in our chat room, he's the media manager over there as well. So we've got one of the team here uh, at uh, Soapbox tonight. Um, she, the reason I said that. Is she mentioned that she just absolutely loved that song. And so do I. And so does uh, so does my daughter, Micro Pagan. So, yeah, I, I, that's that's a that's a pretty popular song around this house as well. Um, we do have a question. All right, uh, we we do have a question in the chat. Well, uh, well actually two questions. are kind of a a a compound question. So uh, our the armchair archaeologist, which is our media manager, there at, at IPR, uh compound question here. Was trying to organize Caldera Fest a calling you had, and how did it manifest?
1: Well, what it stemmed from was back um, about probably 2011 or so, when I started really amassing quite a collection of pagan music to play on the podcast. I'm listening to all this fantastic music, and I'm going, I'm saying to myself, wouldn't it be incredible, I mean, just incredible to have all of these artists together in one big festival, one giant music festival, a pagan Woodstock, if you will, and I thought this would be just so cool, and I sat around, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited for about four years now, and nobody's done it, so I said, well, maybe it's time for me to do it. And so I sat down and I started working with some, you know, playing with some numbers and writing down some ideas. And I um, handpicked a really great crew of people that I'm working with on this. And um, we just, we sat down and we said, yeah, we can do this. And um, that's where the ball got rolling right
0: there.
3: That's great. Now, well, what kind of challenges now, you, you know, um, what we're seeing coming out of this, uh, at last I heard, uh, you have more than 20 acts committed to this festival. Uh, I don't know if there's a, that's the current number. You can, you can expand on that. But that, that's a lot of acts to get together in one location at one time. So I'm sure there was a lot of orchestration going on. What kind of challenges do you think that orchestrating that large of an event, uh, uh, how large, you know, Smaller events the, the, the have their own biggest,
1: challenges. Yeah, the, the biggest so challenge so far really has just been logistics. Um we're we're trying to work out all these little tiny details and you know how they say that um you know getting getting pagans to do something is like herding cats. Well, this is like herding cats in a catnip pack. Uh everybody's <laughs> running five hundred different directions at once. And it's just, it's really like I have to be the ringmaster and kind of keep everybody together, everybody where they belong. Um, Right now we are actually sitting at 26 acts, and um, it's 26 is pretty huge. And I actually have more musicians contacting me pretty much on a daily basis wanting to be part of this. And we're really at a point where we can't, really squeeze anybody else in there just out of time more than anything i mean it's a three-day event and we're already going to have music playing for 14 hours a day so it's you know there just isn't enough time in the day to squeeze everybody in but uh, we're doing what we can
3: Um, did you say that you have multiple stages going at the same time is that is that what i understand Did i understand that correctly
1: yeah we're we're yeah. We, right now we have um, two stages um and they'll be going at the same time um we're trying to keep the genres um split if that if that makes any sense to you we might have a a folk band on the secondary stage and then something a little bit harder on the on the main stage so you know if you're not a big fan of makes... you know some of the harder rock music you can you have an alternative or vice versa um, yeah, it makes so, uh,
3: a lot of sense if you if you track it down two different stages mm-hmm. that you keep the genres close to each other. That's going on the separate stages, so that you know if I'm listening to if I'm listening to an artist A, and I like that style of music, then I don't have to run over to the other stage to catch artist B for their performance. You know, if you can kind of keep them similar in in, in genre, uh, it would make the you know the, the running back and forth. Uh, it would cut it down some. Is that what you were right. aiming for? I'm assuming. Right. Yeah, and oh, yeah, the I think that planning. Was probably...
1: of... I'm sorry. What? Go ahead. Oh, I'm just thinking the, the planning of, of and the scheduling of everything that's going on on the sages has, has been a real. Um, it's been a real challenge as well, just simply because we're trying to find a balance and trying to make it kind of a roller coaster ride uh, where we have. You know, and, and, and really energetic, high-end band. And then uh, we might go into, you know, um, well, a real high-energy band. Well, and then we might go into something that's a little bit mellower and then some high-energy again because I don't want to pack all the high-energy bands together and all the low-energy bands together because it just kind of changes the whole dynamic of the festival. So we're trying to make it kind of like a roller coaster. You start off slow and you end big.
3: And that's what we want to achieve for every single day of the festival. That, that sounds, now uh, uh, when you when you mentioned Pagan Woodstock, uh she, uh she posted in the chat Remember, this is a music festival, not a Beltane festival.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> the, the primary thing. And, and yeah, we we've been getting some, uh, you know, uh, there. The performers that are going to be there, quite a few of them have offered to do workshops, and that was one of our focuses of our focus. um, as far as the workshops go. Workshop. Is we wanted to make sure that that um, the only people that were doing workshops were the musicians themselves, because it's a it's primarily you know it, its purpose is it's a music festival, so we wanted the, the we wanted workshops to somewhat be music related at that and, you know, in best-case scenario, music-related, but from those musicians makes it even
3: better. Oh, yeah. Now, um wouldn't be a fest without vendors. Uh, so you want right. to talk about vendors a little bit?
1: Well, we have um, spots for several vendors. Um, there are actually quite a few spots available if you happen to be, if you out there listening happen to be somebody who is interested in vending at the at Caldera Fest, please go to the website. It's com and check out the vendor page um, because there's plenty of room. We The location is, uh, Cal- is um, Cherokee Farms, and it is a 200-plus acre site. So we have room for some yeah. vendors, eh. and you're more than welcome. Uh, just go on there and check out the site. But uh, vendors, we're... We're hoping to get all kinds of different artisans. Um, I can't really say who we have, um, you know, lined up per, at this point because um, I've got a lot of them that are pending, and and some, you know, nothing's finalized with some of those yet. So, um, but yeah, I'm really excited about some of the vendors. Uh, I'm I'm saving my pennies myself because there's going to be some great
3: stuff out there. Yeah, absolutely, save up, save up your pennies and come on out. Listen to the music. Uh, look at the, look at the wares. If you uh, like David said, I'm not sure he's breaking up a little bit on me, but I'm not sure if that's translating or my problem on my end. So that is www.paganmusicfestival.com. Just in case it didn't come out that clear uh, over uh, over the waves here, over the crystal wind. Uh That's paganmusicfestival.com for vendors as well. Uh, now vendors um a lot of vendors would like to know beforehand uh is there is the sites are there powered sites available for vendors for there, are, that, how's that there going? are
1: some powered sites available but they're first come first served um so if you if you're a vendor and you need electricity for your vending purposes please get yourself logged in or registered as a vendor as soon as you possibly can because there aren't that many spaces available for power. Um,
3: so if you need you heard it, it you need, you need, if you want to be a vendor there at the Caldero Fest and you need power, you need to get on the ball because places are yeah. going fast. Yeah. Uh, first come, first serve, David said, so don't be left out in the cold. Uh, now, Accommodations. When people come to Cherokee Farms, um, are there cabins available? Is it all camping? Is it you know, what kind of camping is it? Primitive, semi primitive? What can they expect when they get there? The all the what camping site.
1: Yeah, all the camping on site is primitive camping. Um there is water, there are showers, um, there's a large pond if you feel like jumping in the pond and swimming. There are also some local hotels. And, um, Chattanooga is only a 40 minute drive away in case the hotels fell out. Um, so it's only a it's a quick run up the road to, to outskirts of Chattanooga if you have to go all the way up there. And, um, but for the most part, and we have spaces for RVs. Um, uh, the spaces are, have no amenity, though. So there's just a place to put an RV. You'd have to provide your own electricity, and there's no dumping or anything like that. Um, but for the most part, it's primitive camping, and there is tons of camping space. And believe me, you have room to camp.
3: If you're bringing an RV, it's closed-cycle type uh, RVing. Yeah. Uh, no dumping. You have to make sure you know you dump that barrel before you get there. <laughs> And uh, you have to provide your own power, so make sure that generator uh, is running well before you get there. Primitive camping. There are amenities, showers, um, uh, restroom facilities, obviously, and a lake to jump into, too. Lots of room, so bring your tent, and we're going to have a really, really good time, because I'm, I'm going to be there. I, I know I'm going to be there. Shinnock will be with me. We don't know for sure at this point whether micro or mini, uh David, the people who listen to me know who micro and mini are. Um, I have three children. I have a 17-year-old daughter. I have an 11-year-old daughter. And I have a 17-month-old son. My 17-year-old daughter I refer to as mini-pagan. My 11-year-old daughter I refer to as micro-pagan. And my 17-month-old son I refer to as nano-pagan. So anytime you hear me talking about micro, mini, or nano, that's who I'm talking about. Now, my listeners know this. (laughs) They're always joking about it. Uh I'm not sure if any or Micro will be coming with us or anything. um but I know Shanock and I will be there. Uh, and uh one other thing that I and I don't know if they're still available or not, so I'm gonna broach the subject and let you address it. Uh on the website there are VIP tickets available over and above general admission. Uh would you like to address that?
1: Sure, absolutely. Um I can't tell you how many of them are left. But I will say that we only made 50 of them available. And the VIP tickets are this. Um, The VIP tickets or the VIP passes allow you access to the VIP area. And what we're going to have is a tent that's going to be in a separate area um, that's kind of restricted camping area. That will be where the artists, you know, some of the talent will be staying, the ones that decide to camp can stay back there it's also a secure area um, where vips only are allowed in that area and the tent will be air conditioned it will have um, food and drinks available all day long like you know light snacks and that type of thing and the vip pass also includes your meals for the um, three days of the event Uh, we'll have some meal passes for you where you can go get meals from one of our food vendors so, for the hundred dollars that the v i p pack it costs above your ticket price just with the food value alone, it's well worth that hundred dollars. The fact that you get to probably hang out with some of your favorite artists in a v in an air conditioned v i p tent and enjoy some nice cool you know non alcoholic beverages while you're in there, I think you're doing yourself a favor by getting yourself some v i p packs.
3: Oh, I absolutely agree. Uh, just something about you know, uh, like, uh, being old school, I guess. And when somebody says air conditioned tent, seems a little bit like an oxymoron. But <laughs> I understand what you know. I understand you. What you mean? But this is not a puppy. It's not a GP puppy with an air conditioner stuck in the end of it. <laughs> you know, but that's when you say no, that. No, this, this is, is <laughs> <laughs> this is more like a my <laughs> <laughs> mind. <laughs>
1: This is more like a sixteen to eighteen hundred square foot uh enclosed tent space that with uh you know, that's gonna be t- hopefully twenty to thirty degrees cooler than the outside air. <laughs>
3: that's, it that's is before the day weekend in so uh that's something that people you you guys if you if you're not from the area, um be prepared. It can get hot and it can get wet during and during that time um not often i mean not always but it can get hot and it can get wet and it can get wet on a moment's notice so if you're not well, from good, that the area good is,
1: the good news is, is according to uh the farmer's almanac uh, the last seven or eight years at that location has been dry and at a high of about 83 degrees so i think that would be we're fantastic. not we picked a really great
3: time that would be spectacular. Uh, you know, from, from from the uh from the area uh being being from an area not too far from there, we used to say, uh, if you don't like the weather, wait ten minutes. Um Well
1: and, <laughs> I, I read that everywhere I've lived.
3: <laughs> exactly, yeah, it's, it's true. But <laughs> growing you know, growing up in the South Carolina area, not a whole long way away from there. That's what it seemed like. Now, not in that time, not, not not during that time of the year. It was more, you know, uh, later in the year that, that we get that way. Uh, but do remember, uh, uh, around Memorial Day weekend, it wasn't like that generally. And uh, uh, a farmer's, farmer's almanac is, is pretty doggone good at long-range predictions. Um, so, yeah, expect good weather. Lay in plans. Make sure your tents are ready or your RVs are ready. Save up those pennies for the vendors. Get those VIP passes so you can go in and impress the flesh with some of these wonderful artists. Uh, you can get out of the heat if it gets too hot. You got cold beverages there. And you got snacks. You got meal tickets. You can't beat it for $100. That's one of those that you can't yep. beat it with a stick, like we yeah. used to say. You know, yeah. So for the extra $100, and remember, and remember that uh there are only there were only fifty available even in the beginning, so if you want to get in on that, you need to get in on it fast uh tickets are moving uh we are you know it's twenty sixteen that the festival is but there is you know this is something that has never happened before uh that somebody has pulled together a huge mega festival a huge mega pagan music festival uh like this we, you know th- these guys are an excellent team uh they've been working really hard on putting it together um it, let's let's get out there uh because I'm sure if this turns out to be uh if this turns out to be great then it'll happen over and over again and oh, you know, <laughs> under the, the fact that it's a music festival it's also about community building um you know, we've got people coming in from overseas to play here. You know, uh, I'm not really familiar with a lot of the geography of the artist, but I do know that Dave the Bard's coming across the pond. And, and he's, he's yeah. locked in, locked in, right? So I know he's from across yeah. the pond. Yeah. So, and I don't know if any other artists are coming, but, you know, we've got international people coming in. Uh, so if he can fly in from England, you can drive in from a state or two away. So... You know, let's get out there. Let's let's support this festival. Let's you know, let's let's show David and its entire team that this is something that that that, that that's going to go well because this is something we all want. Um, you know, we've got PSG and things like this for festival festivals, but this is specifically around pagan music artists, and I, and I think this is a wonderful undertaking. Uh, I'm fully behind it. Uh, Dave and I have talked about it already, and one of my other projects, International Pagan Radio is pushing it. Um, you know, I'm I'm putting it out through uh the L C O channel, Lady of the Circle on the Oaks channels. Uh, we're trying to get people involved and, and, and letting David know that hey, hey man, you do it you you're doing something spectacular, you and your entire team. And even before one of those things, even before you go to I'm already impressed. So uh David I wanna thank you thank you so much. Uh, for having the vision and, and having the drive uh, to make it happen. Uh, that that speaks volumes about you and your team, uh, that this has come even this far, and I know it's going to come off really well. Uh, and, and this is going to be an excellent thing for our community. So, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Uh, oh, if, thank if you thank for having me on the else, Well, if there's anything else want to talk about before we before we go i mean the floor is open for you david anything you want to talk about or 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 address um floor is yours
1: well you you hinted at it a couple minutes ago and and it is true that uh if caldera fest 2016 is a big success that there will probably be a 2017 and uh, 2018 and etc and um I'm not gonna go into a whole lot of detail about my plans on those because I don't wanna you know uh tip my hat on some of the things and i I don't wanna you know put the cart before the horse either but um the plan my my vision at this point is that there may just be one more um that's right here in the Georgia area, and um if it works out if it's feasible um the one for 2018, perhaps, might be, oh, I don't know, somewhere on the West Coast. And then maybe the next one might be in New England and might be able to just take the show on the road and, and be able to come a little bit closer to you if you can't make it, you know, if if you the listener out there, can't make it to this one, which please do. I think it would be great to see you there. Um, but we might be able to get a little bit closer to you next time.
3: Yeah, I think that's an excellent idea uh David, I, you know, instead of sticking in one area, then you know, move it around. Uh move it around some because, you know, there are I, I agree with you, there are going to be people who would love to be there in Georgia, uh, but it's just a little bit far. Uh so, you know, you do like you said, do one here in Georgia, then do do you know do a couple here in Georgia, do one out on the west coast. That way people in that area can drive in. Uh New England, people there can drive in. Uh, and you know, in in in, in the future plans farm distance vision uh, if this thing picks up enough speed uh and snowballs, uh, there's no reason in the world not to take it international. Uh oh, exactly. you won know, in England, you know, the the, the the sky's the limit. You know, but then again, you know, they say, you know, uh don't tell me the sky's the limit when there's footsteps on the moon. Exactly. Well, I don't know. They, and maybe you, the next one will be on uh, Mars. Yeah. And, you know, they say shoot for the moon. That way, if you miss, you're still among the stars. Exactly. So, you know, I want to thank you again. Uh, and what no I'm no going to play this uh, no uh, on the way out. Uh, I'm going to play the. I'm going to play the the advertisement for the. Cal- oh, one more thing. I I apologize for backing up. I have a question in the chat room. One more. Um, oh, sure. I don't know if you mentioned it or not. Somebody wants to know if there are cabins, cabins available there at Cherokee
1: Park. Oh no, no, no cabins available. Just it's strictly um, primitive camping and RVs.
3: Okay. All right. So no cabins, folks. You either got to drive it in or you're camping. <laughs> if you want a cabin, you got to make it. You got to bring it in on wheels. So there you have it. It's going to be uh, primitive camping or RVs. Remembering that the RVs are closed cycle, so uh, no dumping. Provide your own power. Vendors. If you want powered sites, get on the list now because they are going uh, and they're first come first served. It's a limited number. VIP passes. $100 extra on top of
0: the entrance
3: price gets you access to the VIP area, the air conditioned tent, uh, press and flush with some of your favorite artists, uh, the cold beverages, snacks through the day, meal ticket uh, for $100. You cannot beat it, but that's very limited. There is only 50 in the beginning. So they are going. Go to www.paganmusicfestival.com. Get in there. Get your tickets before they're all gone. You don't want to miss this event. And besides, if you show up at the event, you might get to meet me. No, I shouldn't say that because they won't buy the tickets now.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll run them up. But I'm going to be there. I know I'm going to be there. Schnock's going to be there. Hopefully, Micro and many will be there. I don't think it would be a good place for Nano at this point uh, because he'll only be about two years old. Uh, might not be a good place. So, David, again, I want to thank you so very much for being here, um, and hopefully uh, we'll be talking again. Um, oh, definitely. Thank you for what Hello, you've Nana. done. Yeah, thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you continue to do and will do in the future. Um, I think this vision is a wonderful thing for the community. And you had it, and you're making it happen. That speaks volumes, brother. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you for having me on. And uh, thank you to the listeners for putting up with my story. And uh, and uh, we hope to see you at the festival.
3: Absolutely. And uh, we're going to get ready uh, to go out. But I want to, again, I want to play that advertisement so that those that are joining us live and didn't hear it earlier uh, can hear that advertisement. Um, and after that, I'll be... i tell you what, I'm going to play that. I'm going to do my rollout here. Uh, I want to I wanna remind you that I'm here 10 o'clock every Saturday night uh, right here on Pegasus Tonight Radio Network. If you miss this episode or miss any episode, well, if you're listening to this, you didn't miss the episode, John. Okay. If you miss any episode, uh, you can catch the on-demand episodes here at Pegas Tonight Radio Network uh, at uh, www.blogtalkradio.com. Look for the on-demand episodes down below the player, and you can scroll back through the pages. There again, Pegas Tonight has been on the air now for about five years or so. So there are a lot of episodes you can go back and listen to. All the episodes are recorded over to iTunes as a free podcast download. Uh, my last show will be over on over on uh, www.revonyx.com. Uh, there you can find all the other things that I've got my dirty little fingers into. Uh, and you'll be able to find a way to get in touch with me. Look me up on Facebook. Check out the webpage. Let me know what you think. If you like what I'm doing, let other people know. If you don't, let me know. If you got any monstros, grites, bitches, or complaints, get in touch with me. Let me know. Thank you so much. Remember, we are evolving, and I challenge you to be involved as we evolve. In all things, may you blessed be, and remember always that I love you.
1: Join S.J. Tucker, Dave the Bard, Digis Christ Super Drum, Wendy Rule and Tawatha Dea for Caldera Fest Day and Music Festival. May 26th through the 30th, 2016, in beautiful Lafayette, Georgia. Three full days of live music, workshops, vendors, and more. Also performing are Celia, Dragon Ritual Drummers, Sharon Knight, Spiral Rhythm, Witch's Mark, Becca Kelso, Beltana Spell Singer, Elaine Silver, Mama Gina, Murphy's Midnight Rounders, Robin Renee, Treble Hawk, Burning Sage, Brian Hankey, Ginger Ackley, Arthur Hines, Black Sun Prophets, and more. For tickets and more information, visit www.paganmusicfestival.com.
3: I pray something you have heard this episode will make you think. I don't care if you think like me, I just want you to think. I challenge you to be involved as we evolve. Uh,
0: thanks for listening.